You're listening to Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official podcast of Lingerie Fighting Championships. And now, here's your host, Michael Lutkin! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official LFC Lounge Fighting Championships podcast. My name is Mike Larkin, and joining me today is a good friend, a fellow podcaster, my boy, the man who said this is the only show that I'm good at because everything else I do sucks, Mr. Robert Davis. How are you, Robert? Hey, I, I'm good, Mike. Uh, and and to be honest, yeah, it's, it's the only show that you're good at, so I mean. That, that's why I'm here. So let's have, some, let's, have some fun. let's have some let's have some fun. Of course. So for those that don't know what we're referencing, guys, check out Max Wrestling Promo Mania. Robert and I did another one of our fun promo bouts. Call me Man Bear Pig, making fun of my pop culture references. That was fun. I will say though, that was a whole lot of fun. Thank you, sir. Yeah, we we've definitely had some fun the last uh, three or four years. We've uh, we've done that. That, that we have, that we have, and I check everybody else to go out and check it out. It's all about showcasing and being the best representation of your presentation, and that's what we do, and that's what we're going to do in here and today's show, because my friend, you are very much like myself when it comes to many of the women's athletes and women's sports. Now, you've seen the LFC product. It is lingerie fighting championships. It's a little bit of MMA. It's a little bit of wrestling. And it's a little bit of clothing. So first to start off, what do you think of the actual product, number one? But also number two, how important is it to show women as far as just the overall beauty, strength, and dominance, and the overall sensuality besides the overall talents that we see in all these different combative natures? I I, I was actually uh, I was actually a bit surprised. Um, you know, we've been friends for a couple of years now um feels like decades but uh and that's not a bad thing of course but um i i was actually pretty shocked that the product was you know good these these girls know what they're doing like they're captivating in what they're trying to accomplish um you know being a girl dad at that you know the whole concept of beauty strength and dominance is something that you know i want to teach my daughter um growing up in this world you know it's it's not it's not friendly to females sometimes and uh, any possible way that we can give females some empowerment. I I say, do it. I mean, there's, there's definitely going to be those naysayers and those people that are going to say, girls in lingerie. uh." I mean, if they're cool with it, if it empowers them, if it makes them feel great, let them do it by all means. Sound like the homie there from the water boy for a second there. All they want to say in lingerie, dur of the water. Anyway, I digress. But no, that's the thing too. No, I, I completely agree. And I think that's the overall message here. And it's so funny because we always talk about the letter L being lingerie. I mean, back in the day, if you look at it from the adult side of things, we had women's erotic wrestling, which featured adult entertainments and doing professional wrestling. But also at the same time, man, I think what's great about it too is we've evolved so much. And we look at professional wrestling now. We look at what we have in the WWE with Charlotte and what was who's now Mercedes Monet, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and so many different assets of professional wrestling, and especially the MMA. May world i think it's about doggone time i mean we've seen in music many different genres of music women being featured in music videos the eye candy but also mm-hmm. at the same time showcasing them for the work of art that they are i mean prime example rest in peace tawny contain white snake hello I, I i mean and honestly it, it's it's about time you know you've had people that 
were pushing the envelope for a long time. If you look at wrestlers like Bull Nakano, mm-hmm. um, Austin Kong, these these ladies were about putting on a show and actually showcasing skill. Um, you know, we you know we're close to the same age. We grew up around the Attitude Era. You know, we gone from five minute bra and panties matches to you know ladies headlining WrestleMania. Like, who would have thought? Well, that's the thing, too. Like you mentioned, like from the days of Bull Nakano and Alondra Blaze and their feud in the 90s, and we talk about Sherry Martell and Medusa Michelle, a.k.a. Alondra Blaze, Aja Kong, Awesome Kong, many different variations from Japan and all over the world. I think in this day and age, like you mentioned, like Charlotte and Becky and Ronda, main event of WrestleMania, stuff that we need is also very imperative because it's one of those things that I look at it from a stance to is like we have many different genders. We see the transgender. We see so many different non-binary, however you want to define it. There's mm-hmm. people getting opportunity, and that's the key word in this world man opportunity people need to have that opportunity and variety is always a great thing it's the spice of life if you will absolutely and and i think you know it just hits a little more actually being a girl dad you know uh sitting with my daughter who just turned 10 you know um she used to sit with me when she was five six seven years old and and watch these these women do their thing and you know she was so captivated that i you know she even goes one time like dad i want to do that and it's just like you think you can do that? And she goes, yeah, I can do that. If they can do that, I can do that. Like it's, it's a positive message. Um, It's, it's empowering these little girls, showing them that anything is possible. And I I think that's important, especially in this day and age. Now for you with the cutie that you have, I got to say first and foremost, folks, Rob, you, I know you for a long time as well, very much a girl dad and very much your daughter is your world. Always look at it from a stance who is like the power of the mother, the power of the daughter, the message goes beyond athletes. I think bringing these kids into the world and just everything, raising them right and putting them to that stance, putting on that pedestal that they deserve. It's one of those things too, man, especially when this day and age of social media, there's more avenues for people to expand and look at different things. It's setting a positive example, especially like we talk about, there's a world of politics everybody's more this as opposed to this we need something more of that we need the more positive generation a little bit of old school style and really just the overall set discipline that we've had when we were growing up absolutely um one one performer that always stuck out to me um in the last couple of years uh rest in peace hannah kimura um she was always such an advocate of you know everybody's unique everybody's special and um you know i just thought that was like the coolest thing um what she was doing over there in japan like man this is really cool this is something that you know little girls can match on to and um you know kind of emulate and just kind of uh kind of you know have that example for them and and i thought that was really cool um you know i, I know there's others that are kind of carrying on what she was doing but uh you know, just something, someone that comes to mind in the last couple of years, man, I I thought she was fantastic. It's these Japanese girls, man. I think the Japanese culture and the Japanese towns, I mean, they come from a dojo that's just strong, the powerful grit. And a woman like Hanako Mora, God rest her soul, really does stick out for me. And I'm mm-hmm. going to say this for you, Mr. Cali over here, because I look. this will tie into LFC, and I think you'll like this. One of the best doggone training academies in California, Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy. And just, uh, right, and just, <laughs> Jezebel Romo, who is one of the heads of that, along with Chaos, yep. seen on WSX, has done LFC. I mean, she was originally supposed to be La Scorpia. She's been on this show. I look at training facilities like that. What I like about it, too, as well, for those who have not seen the Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy, subscribe to the YouTube. They break it down. 
There's these seminars, there's training videos to say, hey, this is how we do it. That's what we need more of. I think wrestling schools, especially for women, such an empowering figure as Miss Romo is, I think mm-hmm. it goes hand in hand, right? Yeah, I mean, Jezebel and Chaos, man, they're they're great. You you can tell they love what they do, uh, especially Jezebel. She's just so, so about the business and helping and creating, you know, the future of what this business is going to be. Man, I, I just watching their YouTube, it, it's, I really, you should go check it out. Like, it gives this uh, fat, overweight old man some hope. Like, I was ready to go dive into a ring. I wouldn't say they're fat old man. I we're we're getting older, but I don't. I wouldn't say fat. I'll give you with the pH there, sir. I'll give you a little. Yeah, yeah fat with pH. But no, I mean I I completely agree with you. Like growing up on Long Island, we had the New York Wrestling Connection, which a lot of stars like Brian Myers and Brett Matthews, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Mike Mondo, who's the trainer over there now. I think that's the most important thing as well, and I include women in this as well. We've come from a day and age where if you're a woman and you're getting into professional wrestling, the term that was always out there, and it was a very derogatory term, is rat. You know what I'm saying? It's like when we see music as groupies. We've come such a long way from that. It's like with a women's match being the piss break. I think what's very imperative about that too is as well, there's more women's wrestling promotions. I mean, we have Rise, we have Shine, we have Shimmer, we have so many. But it's just great, not just on professional wrestling, but the independent scene, women are meaning eventing, there's intergender shows, there's something for everybody. And they're really opening up those boundaries and that setting those barriers, man. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, that's something, um, you know, and I, I don't know if it's because uh, we're a little bit older and kind of going back and watching some of that stuff we grew up with in the Attitude Era, it's kind of like, man, this is kind of kind of cheesy this kind of sucks <laughs> well, and i'll put this to you because we talked about it first and foremost the fact that trish stratus at 46 47 years old looks absolutely stunning with what she's my doing god my god but the yoga and the stratus faction yoga like she came from just being a manager with tna testing albert not that tna folks um and she oh, let's be honest here she sucked when she first came in but like once <laughs> a 102 came around her and Lita and the main eventing Raw, we always talk about that. But now here she is. She's facing Becky Lynch next week as of this recording at WWE in uh, Saudi Arabia, not United Champions. Like, bro, like 46, 47 years old. Trish Stratus, man, back in the... Still, still doing it, man. Um, I mean, a lot of these ladies look at uh, Melina from when she was in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Victoria still looks great. Man, these, these, <laughs> these old ladies are... Well, Oh, uh, yeah, I don't even know how to say that, but uh, these ladies that are kind of up there in age are uh, really showing out, and uh, it's it's good to see some of them. So, got it. Well, I always equate that to what Mickey James was doing in her almost farewell tour there in Impact Wrestling these last few times. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, yeah. And we got Trinity over there now, which I got to say, from where she was previously working to where she is now, she's another one that's really grown leaps and bounds, dude. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that. I I'm really excited to see what she can do, kind of with the shackles off, and um, now that she kind of has this uh, freedom, so to speak. Agreed. And I also I, I caught a little bit of her match with Kylan King, and uh, um, I was kind of impressed. Like there was some stuff I hadn't seen before. I will say, apologize if I cut you off a little bit there, but I got to add this, man. Kylan King, who's doing her thing over there in Capital Championship Wrestling over here in the Indies, which I do the shows for. I got to put that over. But Kylan King, man, doggone her. And Taylor Wilde, another veteran coming from 2008, the first ever knockouts tag team champion in Impact. They're doing yep. their thing now. Like, I like the fact that we have Taylor Wilde as this witch type character, and you got Kylan King by her side. They're feuding with Rosemary and Havoc now over there in Impact. 
Like, that's another one, too, man. Like, Callan King is another one on the rise and also gives her the opportunity to face Deanna Peraza, who kind of got a little bit of the shaft during her WWE tenure. And I look at how much growth Deanna's had. Yeah, like, it's amazing. I, I remember watching her during uh, Ring of Honor and uh, just really thinking, like, man, this this girl has something. And, um, you know, when she got picked up by WWE, it was just like, oh, great. You know, she's going to be able to showcase this on uh on the biggest stage of all, like, I mean, let's be honest, what's bigger than WWE. Um, and, and she didn't quite get that when she came to impact, she kind of, uh, she kind of proved everybody wrong. And, you know, the, I guess the mistake that WWE made by not really, uh, letting her showcase, I mean, she's killing it. She absolutely is. And I think with that character and the right overall, just giving her the best presentation to do her. Like, I remember like seeing her in the Mae Young Classic. I remember seeing her in NYWC, Ring of Honor, Women of Honor. She had some great matches with Taylor Hendricks and there, Mandy Leone around that time period. There's something just about her. I kind of call her like the female student of the game because she can lock in an arm bar. She can take you down. She really knows the basics and it's very crisp watching her work, which I know you can agree with me on this. But dang, man, I like the fact that we also have, and I'll say this right now, I've seen young girls now that have only done it for like a year or two now, and they're continuing to hit that seller, and you know what I'm saying, that pillar, if you will, and look at the girls on AEW, we talk about Jade Cargill, Taya Valkyrie, I mean, there's so many women on the rise there, the Japanese town like Akaru Shida, there's mm-hmm. just so many amazing talents there as well, and I think it's great that from the stance of also working the indies, working AEW, they get a chance to really go around with it. Uh one that kind of jumped out to me was uh Billy Starks. Oh my my goodness. She right? she she's uh she'll be graduating high school here in about two weeks or so. And um she's already got like three hundred matches under her belt or something like that. Yeah. Um my gosh, I, I've watched a couple of her matches uh for Moria Wrestling. Um it's it's insane. Uh she she's already got like this veteran like presence about her and um you know she's gonna be walking the cap and gown graduating high school here in about a week or two well i, I kind of equated to like i see a girl like her and i see a girl like you, you know thea hale on on nxt the one that's with andre chase and that whole thing yep mm-hmm. that girl's like 18 or 19 years old they're right already, they're already busting it out and i love it like killing she- it Right. And like she has that character. Billy Starks has that look and that overall, you know, impression about her. Like, I think it's great just to accentuate really those that are 18 or 19 and really who are focused into this, because even at such a young age, they have that overall tutelage and that knowledge that they soak it all in. You know what I'm saying? Eyes and ears open, as they say, when it comes to professional wrestling training. So that is something that's very much key. And I'm going to add this to you as well, because we've talked about the women that have been in LFC, like your Shelly Martinez is the former mm-hmm. on WWE, uh, your Renee Michelle's Roxy Roundhouse Michaels and so many talents. How important do you think that is just to see people transition from I'll use MMA to pro wrestling, for example, the women's side of things, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, we had Invicta, Shannon Knapp's promotion. We see back in the day with Daniel, or what's his face, Dan Severn, uh, Ken Shamrock, Tank Abbott will be here all day. How awesome is that just to see the <laughs> MMA, I know, the MMA yeah. pro wrestling tie in that we've seen over the years with men and both women? Yeah, I, I think that's awesome to see. Uh, to be honest, I, I wasn't a big fan of it first because, um, you know, there is a bit of a tribalism that goes yeah. uh, between UFC fans and wrestling fans. But um, the more crossover I started to see, the more I kind of embraced it. Like, um, I mean, they're not they're not too much different, I, I guess, in terms of the athleticism behind it. But I, I, I think it's great. It just opens up opportunity. 
um, you know, not just for the men to cross over, but for the women as well. Um, imagine somebody like Amanda Nunez coming over to wrestle. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, that we, would that would be wild. Right. I mean, we had that briefly with Paige Van Zandt in AEW. Like, like I was when, when they announced that she was going to be there, and I've seen Paige fight like you have. Like, first of all, she's very small, but she's very quick. You know yeah, what I'm she's saying? Very quick. Right. Like, I was looking forward to that. I know she's doing some bare-knuckle fighting now. And the way I equate it to is, like, I mean, she's made the news. Ty Emery, she was in the LFL. She did a lot of stuff there. She had her bare-knuckle fighting debut, won, and then she flashed the crowd. What's a better way to say I won than in the crowd, right? Yeah, I, and, and you know, that's something that nobody's going to forget. <laughs> right. You have to make your moment. From the moment you step out of that curtain, every time is a moment. Every little step that you take is a moment, my brother. And, and, and she created that. That's Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Now, what other moments have we great to create here, man? Is we talk about women being a work of art. We have all so many talents here. You, my friend, have been doing your thing on the music side. Hundred riffs in a hundred days. Check out Rob on Instagram, dude. You've been killing on the riff side of things. We are on. Uh, I just posted day nineteen, probably about two hours ago. So, um, a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff coming. Um, definitely a lot of good stuff coming. I've actually. Um, you know, I mean, I guess I can talk about it here. Um, actually, probably going to be putting together a, a new project, um, which, you know, to tie into what we got going on here, um, it's going to have some females involved. Um, you know, being a metal musician, um, you know, it's obviously a male-dominated genre, and, um, you know, the women are starting to kind of uh, peek in, you know, with uh, bands, metal bands like, you know, Arch Enemy, um ginger these front female fronted bands um so you know i'm kind of excited to uh kind of get that going first of all congrats man i look forward to seeing that now for me i'm gonna say this right now and i'll say this as a kid growing up in the 90s into the 2000s i know a lot of people crapped on her some people were very 50 50 on her voice but god dang man when evanescence came out in 03 and amy lee and how she could just scream and she could hit that note dude biggest evanescence fan Mm. from bring me to life and everything i know you know where i'm going with this man because that fallen album is a badass album it it is uh and it's funny you should bring that up because uh I, I was at work today and uh, my immortal came on oh. uh, the stereo in the store. And I, 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 anytime I hear that song, I just have to stop and listen to it, man. Her, her voice is just, man, it's, it's next level, especially on that song. I will say this because this is wrestling oriented too, because you, what you and I talk about a lot. Do you know that they actually use that when I always say this and we joke when the ruthless aggression era, when WWE could use music and not stuff like Demi Lovato and all the stuff that's out now, that's very summer ish. That doesn't sound make you want to fight. It really makes you want to dance. If that makes sense. Absolutely. So, absolutely. My, so my immortal was used for remember classy Freddie Blassie, God rest his soul. Yes. That's what they use for his video package and tribute. They actually use that. Really? Yes. Wow. Oh, you're taking me back, man. But yeah, no. And it's funny, like the first time I ever heard Bring Me to Life. Now, do you remember Daredevil, right? With Ben Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner? Oh, mm-hmm. people crapped on that movie. But I remember seeing it in theaters. And when that song came on, oh, my God. Right? Because that was on the yeah. set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, still to this day, that, that song, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where you can you could walk into a crowd of people and go wake me up see i mean that just proves my point you know it's one of those things where you're gonna get a reaction and um you know i don't think any of that would have been possible without amy lee like she was definitely the driving force behind that 
And the thing too is like you see so many women. I mean, we've seen Paramore, we've seen so many great bands that have featured women. I think it's great just because I'm gonna say the women like us men get hit that high note of just screaming and yelling, but also at the same time, their distinction in their voice really does showcase in that song the lyricism behind it. So I think it's great to see more, like you mentioned, musicians, no matter what genre, especially metal now, really getting their just due, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um it, it's it, it's I I been at this musician thing for man 25 years now and um just to see this uh i i guess uprise of uh female musicians kind of stepping in and stepping out and just kind of showing you know showing showing us what they can do it's it's great and i'm all for it and it's great too because I know you got your own man here with Consuming Fire, which we're going to talk about here, dude. You've got done your thing on the TikTok with that, and I've seen some of the stuff you post on Instagram and Facebook with that group. I wanted to ask you about the group because first and foremost, badass music, but also a badass name that really, from a marketing standpoint, really gravitates people towards the overall band. You know? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's usually a surprise when I tell people this because Consuming Fire is um, actually a Christian band. We sing about Christian. Uh, themes and stuff and um you know we took it from a bible verse um i think we were we were stuck between two names it was either consuming fire or something else and i was just kind of like consuming fire it is <laughs> so that's that's kind of what we've been rolling with for 11 years um you know we've actually had uh the thing about consuming fire is it's only two core members it's myself um you know i play guitar and uh sing I mean, sing, if you want to call it singing, um, and my drummer. Um, but we interchange musicians. We've been a band uh, for about 11, 12 years now. And, um, you know, we've always been open to having people, uh, you know, jump in there with us. And um, I actually had a friend of mine. Uh, her name is Victoria. She sings in a band called Cerebrus. Uh, they're not active right now, but um, absolutely amazing group. If um, if you know you want to go find them on YouTube or Spotify, they're still up there. And uh, we actually were going to bring her on to play a couple of shows with us, but things just didn't work out. Um, but just the fact that you know we put this, we had like a string of shows, like three or four shows coming up in the course of like I don't know, maybe like a month or something, three weeks. And uh, she was one of the only ones that stepped up. Uh, she learned our set in probably four days and uh, she was ready to go. Like we were just like <laughs> impressed because it's not her style of metal, but she just came in and ripped it up. Well, I'm not shocked, too, in that regard, because I look at it from a stance, too, as well. First of all, I can't wait to see y'all perform and really get together. And I think from that standpoint, I love the fact that we're, again, ripping it up, tearing it up, and just really showcasing the female vocals. And I mean, you know what's funny about it, too, right? I look at that standpoint, and people do always have that stigma, and this is where I'll go with this. Like, you go to the mall, Hot Topic, you see a girl with, like, green hair, and I'll equate it to wrestling. There's a wrestler Cosmic right now. There's a lot of cosplaying, but she mm-hmm. also looks like something that would come out of Hot Topic or something off the Warp Tour. You know what I'm saying? But everybody gets stereotyped at that look, and I've always viewed it like this. When you're in high school, there's so many different levels and different groups, what have you. I always like to look at it from a stance, too, as well. Everybody's unique, and I can see that viewpoint, but even though in high school, you know, we are trying to find ourselves, blah, 
blah, blah, blah, blah, blah. But as we become grown men like you and I are, I think it's great to showcase, and especially in today's day and age in 2023, people's individuality. And I think what's great about the look and the appearance-wise, we talk about internal and external beauty, the appearance here, man, it's edgy. It's something that's taking a chance and taking a risk. And I think you need to do that, whatever craft that you endeavor and, you know, you pursue, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And to kind of bring that back around to, uh, you know, being a father of a little girl, um, you know, for girls, especially growing up, image is something that's very important. Um, And and I'll be honest with you, I I didn't realize how important it was to them, especially at this age, you know, um, like I said, my daughter just turned 10. And, um, you know, she's already kind of, uh, you know, looking in the mirror and doing this thing and that and the other. And, um, you know, she's talking about styles and clothes, like she's really into like, the dark gothic where and then I mean you know she didn't get that from dad she she did that all on her own <laughs> just in case her mom's listening because I know her mom might be listening um you know dad was not an influence in that but uh you know that's something that she's gravitated towards and instead of uh you know kind of pushing her away from it I I just let her fully embrace it like if that's who she wants to be if that's how she feels comfortable I I think that's very important I mean, and I'll look at it like this. I'll kind of equate it to like when you see like girls in the late 90s, like we both grew up on Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. Here's Mandy Moore, like the girl next door. And then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden Avril Lavigne comes along and she's talking about why you got to make things so complicated. And it just goes to the punk rock realm. You know what I'm saying? And mixing it up a little. Yeah. um, That late 90s was something else, man. you know, when Britney Spears first, I mean, we'll go even a little further back, uh, Spice Girls, when the Spice Girls came out, man, what, what a following they had. Right. And, and that's the thing too. I mean, even before that, we'll go Courtney Love and Hole to take it back on the rock side of things with Courtney Love doing her thing with Kurt Cobain, rest in peace. Uh, I mean, I look at it from a stance too as well. Europop, that transition, much like with wrestling, when someone from international wise comes stateside, there's that overall appeal and there's something that goes into it. Look at like that Europop thing. I mean, they may have lasted for like 10 seconds, but God dang, Eiffel 65 on Blue Abadia Badai, probably one of those songs that's very weird as fuck as well as the video, but that stuck, right? It absolutely did. And it's, it's somehow made its way into like the metal genre, like metal bands are doing covers of it. And I'm just like, this has no business being this good. And, and it's like, holy crap. It kind of makes you go back and like, look at these things. Like who did this? Who's the original singer? If this is not an original, like what's going on? It kind of gets you to dig and kind of look and observe and find things out, which is always something that's really cool. It kind of reminds me, remember the Punkos pop albums that they had and you got like Escape the Fate doing Smooth and then yeah. all of a sudden here comes a day to remember doing Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. My God. Yeah. <laughs> those were something else uh i there was a i i forget what band it was but somebody did um hello um we're, i'm probably gonna have to go look that up but uh it's just like hello from the other side and it's just like what right <laughs> i know it reminds Okay, reminds me, I'll take this back because you know I'm a Disney nerd here. When Freaky Friday came out with the Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis version, folks, not the OG one with Jodie Foster, the 2003 one, literally in the background, her and Chad Michael Murray, yes, I'm talking about Chad Michael Murray, are listening, in the they're in the cafe scene, right? And the song that's playing on the radio is Hit Me Baby One More Time by Bowling for Soup. 
Bowling for Soup. Bowling for Soup. 1985 Bowling for Soup. She's the girl all the bad guys want Bowling for Soup. Yeah. I'm going to need them to uh, write a new song. They need to do like 1992 or something. Like, we're getting up there. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) But no, and I think that's great just to look about stuff like this, the moments and memories created and moments and memories yet to be created. And I think I got to ask you as well. I look at so many women that are out there right now. I think one of the ones that really sticks out to me, and I like the fact that, and we'll talk about this one, Shotzi Blackheart. Like we talk about looks. First of all, Ballsy Badass, what a great name of the WWE. The green hair. I saw her before that when she was doing Impact in the Indies. But she's mm-hmm. another one that's a very much a hell race. The ball pit comes out in the tank. You want to look at image right there. My God, Shotzi Blackheart. That's, and, and she gets your attention every time she's out there. Like she doesn't even have to say a word. Like it, it's all in this. And if you can get somebody's attention with this, like you're you're doing something right. And I think what's great about it too is we'll mention names like we talked about Rosemary and Havoc, like that goth look. She's very much one of those things I love about Rosemary. I always dug it because it's creepy, but it gets your attention. And I think if you can get somebody's attention with that, because we'll look at Rosemary when she was Courtney Rush, she was the farthest thing from what we saw Rosemary, but we saw that slow transformation, and it's worked ever since. Like, holy crap, what a transformation that was. I mean, if you, like, I, I'm thinking about the first time I ever seen Rosemary, and I'm just, it, it, I was at a loss for words, kind of like I am now. Uh, it's not very often that happens. But uh, just remembering Rosemary come out with Decay the first time, I was just like, what is this? This is awesome. Um, I, I spent a long time away from wrestling, probably, 10 12 years and uh you know that's one of the first things i saw when i came back and i was just like i like this let's let's give me more of this i think if you look at the impact booking at the time and i know the broken hearties are very big at this point uh, mm-hmm. this was kind of going nowhere crazy steve was doing that menagerie stuff that circus type with nux and rebel and all of them i i know you know y'all remember that I, I I do. I'm just. I was I like really like what? I know. What? 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 <laughs> what? What are you talking about, son? What? So <laughs> they became the decay, and they came out to the Nobodies by Marilyn Manson, which is still one of the bangest songs ever, man. Absolutely, oh. hands down, hands down. Um, man, that that just that was just so captivating, and even Rosemary now is just still probably one of the most captivating uh, female performers out there. Um, just the fact and, and it's, that she's with Havoc now, uh, Jessica Havoc, so sick, mm-hmm. you know, um, they're doing, they're doing really cool things over there in impact. That they are, man. And I mean, when, here's the thing that's very multidimensional. She's kind of like the female Mick Foley. Like when Sue Young went to do in the Susie stuff, the Sue Young, the zombie character and so much like that's just very multidimensional to her character. That, that was, man, I, I didn't even know what to think because she had three different characters and they were all so different from each other. Like you almost couldn't tell they were the same person at some point. Like if you were just watching Impact for the first time, there was no way you could probably put together that Susie was too young, which was, uh, I, I what was the office manager character? I forget. Oh God. Yeah. It was no Susan. 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 Yeah. 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 Like, I wouldn't have been able to tell that was the same person. They were all so dynamically different. Um, Man, she's another one that just had it down. 
And I think another one that sticks out to me, and we'll talk about AEW here, Abaddon. Abaddon. Uh, it seems that she just came back from injury. Um, well, she's actually been cleared for a long time. But, uh, you know, it's good to see her back. She was always one that's another one that captivated you. <laughs> well, she's the one that also, I also look at it like she got herself into really good shape now. She like she looks fabulous. Oh, yeah, she looks great. That's the thing, too, man. It's like also coming from that injury. And I look at from what we had in the LFC. Some girls have hurt their legs, knees, and ribs. Like, here's the thing that people always take for granted. And here's what I always say about it. Just because you see the word lingerie and, and the letter L there, like, there's a lot of stuff. Like, people do get hurt, and especially with wrestling, because we were in so much, like you mentioned, tribalism. We talk about predetermined and whatnot. And I've always said this. When people crap on wrestling, they were probably the kids, much like you and I were when we started watching the whole thing thing, that got made fun of for it. And they said, hey, I better stop this now because I keep getting made fun of it. But for those who have gone through the good, bad, and ugly and stayed true to themselves, you really get to appreciate, especially with music, wrestling, whatever, you get to appreciate just the art and just the evolution of stuff to come. Because if you're a wrestling fan in 2002, for example, the wrestling boom kind of like dies because there's no WCW, there's no ECW, WWF is the only game in town, and of course TNA would come a year later. But yeah. that's the thing, man. It's just like there's always that stuff. But if you stuck around, you saw John Cena, you saw Randy Orton, you saw Brock Lesnar, you saw Batista, and you saw the rise of where they are now. And it looks like two of them are going to be going soon, that being Randy Orton and Edge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... uh it's it's crazy to kind of uh see these guys still around still doing their thing like uh you know i i remember john cena's debut i remember randy orton's debut like i i was a kid <laughs> like we were kids and you know like we're full-fledged grown adults now and they're still out there you know doing the doing the thing and it's man hats off to them it's amazing right on and i mean for music wise i got to ask you first and foremost mr consuming fire and the christian rock band and the bible verse is this like a is this like skillet you know what i'm saying because i'll go back to skillet the older I get, <laughs> that's what it reminds me of as soon as you said that my mind went straight to skillet like the older i get and hero and all the songs and i feel like a monster skillet and i really really went to skillet were you a skillet fan at all because they did their thing as well i yeah I, i'm kind of 50 50 on skillet um <laughs> nice but uh, Skillet is, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're, they're a great band, but um, they are not regarded <laughs> in the metal, in the extreme metal scene, at least very highly. Um, you know, I, as far as like Christian musicians, I was a big uh, POD guy. Oh. Um, they're probably one of my favorite Christian bands. Uh, POD was always great. DC Talk, um, I know they're not really metal, but they're more rock. Um, yeah. you know, other bands, uh, you know, lo like locally, we've had a uh, horseman of the apocalypse, darkly still, um, you know, really good friends of mine. These, uh, these guys were the ones kind of doing the thing in, uh, in that scene, at least. Okay, fair enough. And now here's one that you brought up that was actually really cool there. First of all, POD, you know what I'm saying? The South Town, I'm talking about, mm -hmm. I feel so alive, the youth of the nation. Hello. Come on, Robert Davis. Yeah. Yes. Here, goes, here comes the boom. Yes. Now, I got to ask you as well, would you also kind of categorize, because he was all about this for years, and I think the Scott Stapp Creed, when Creed came out with Hire and all those songs, <laughs> would you, would you kind of? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I would. I, I think the element was definitely there. Um, you know, and I, I'll probably get flack for saying this, but I, I really don't care. I've seen Creed live, probably one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Okay, and here's the thing. Absolutely amazing. 
I'm right there with you on this because people talk about him sounding like Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam, which I, I get it. I, I get it. What's got stabbed. Yeah. But if you want listen to higher live and what, what, what arms wide open and my sacrifice and all these songs, there's nothing like it just because of the live experience, how it goes so hard and it's good and it's meaningful and it's powerful. Yes. Yeah. Um. But, but I, I mean, who, who didn't sound like Eddie Vedder? Uh, coming up in the late 90s early 2000s i mean uh godsmack got that comparison disturbed got that comparison creed got that comparison there was a lot of them that did and eddie vetter is very uh very influential vocalist so like right well no come if, on. if you mm. look at it like when three doors down came out of our gold curse then will you still, you still call, call me superman, superman. <laughs> So everybody had that type of voice. That's and I another think, one. Exactly, man. I think that's the thing, too. If you create your own voice and you stay on your path and here, we will see results. And especially with the results I got to bring out here, because one last thing I got to ask you about music. So we've seen a constant progression and revolution of music of all different, you know, categories, genres will be here all day. And the stylings, if you will. Some people talk about the music nowadays to compare to back in our day. We're starting to sound like our parents here. But I think the music nowadays what I've always said about it is the fact that we have Bevo and we have YouTube now. We don't have like the countdown shows anymore. Do you see still the same significance of what we have nowadays than what we had back in the day? Because everything's more social media-esque and it doesn't really feel like you have a good lifetime with these music because everything can change on the top of a dime. Something will be new the next week. So it's very tough to kind of make your niche and your mark here in today's generation. I, I think we have more uh, more available to us now. Right. Um, you know, now that nobody's buying cds and you know uh cassette tapes anymore i'm kind of dating myself here um we have all these things that we can go for music like we can jump on the soundcloud spotify itunes apple music youtube music um these are i mean there's just so many avenues to get music like if you can't find something you like the guarantee there's something somewhere uh kind of just like wrestling like you know we we've talked about this a lot personally but the tribalism like you know uh, wwe sucks AEW sucks well if you don't like either one of those there's definitely something out there for you i mean guaranteed you will find something that you like out there in the wrestling world just like in the music world there is guaranteed something out there for everybody i mean if you don't like that you can watch japan you can watch triple ai you can watch mlw you can watch your local indies there's there's something for everybody and anything that we do and everything that we love to pursue and really get into and i also look at stuff like you know what is something that is very cool and you mentioned your daughter you're young and we got to mention another woman here because she's a dear friend of ours. Man, our friend Nico over there in the UK, a.k.a. the Demon Nest. <laughs> but what she's done with her character and just her overall creativity, very poetic with how she speaks. She's another one left there. I got to put her over for the beauty, strength, and dominance character because she is very multi-layered. She's very fun. She's very vibrant. But also, at the same time, she can be very scary. But also, at the same time, it's evoking emotion. So we got to give it to our girl Nico over there in the UK, man. You know, the, the first, uh, and she'll probably get mad that I'm telling, yeah, yeah, she does all well. I don't know, yeah, yeah. But the, for the first three weeks that I met Nicola, we, we talked to each other in character. Like, she talked to me as a demoness. I talked to her as the collector. We we stayed in character for a good three weeks before we just kind of, she she was actually the first one to drop it. She says, all right, all right I'm done. You know, and, uh, you know, we finally got to talk as Nicola and Robert versus, uh, you know, the demoness and the collector. 
Um, and it was funny, just for those three first three weeks, I'm just like, this chick is out of her god dang mind. <laughs> I mean, I was I was just so enamored with uh, the fact that we had another dark character that I could work with at the time, um, you know, and uh, Nicola had some amazing ideas on her own um, after we dropped character for those first three weeks and kind of talked about what we wanted to do and kind of where we wanted to go. Um, you know, we had the whole idea for the Black Hearts, you know, our, our faction. Um, we've, we had that forever before we actually um, kind of put it out there. Uh, you know, she's she's just awesome. I mean, she's just got just this fountain of knowledge of, uh, you know, her character and these ideas that she has. And, um, you know, we were able to help each other and grow our characters and, um, you know, not just our characters, but, uh, you know, personally, like we, we got to uh, get to know each other besides the characters and, you know, doing all this work, like we've become family, you know, along with our, our, our mortal Mike here, um, you know, we, we've gotten very close. Uh, you know what like I like I, I told you before and I told Nicola as well like our our group was started on the premise of uh, being a wrestling group and and it's it's kind of surpassed that it's kind of blown that out of the water like you know two three four years ago it's one of those things where you two my dearest friends and you know I love you both to death and I mean knowing her from being a wrestling podcaster and really helping her along there and you helping her out and all of us getting together doing our thing over there at Max Wrestling I look at it from a stance too as well y'all develop your character and that's old school right there y'all talking to character it's it's keeping kayfabe alive if you will and I think just the creativity that you both ensue and put on one each other really brings the best out of both of you and I think if you have that creative mind and that creative set you know what I'm saying y'all y'all do some amazing work and I think that's great to see just individuality and just everybody kind of breaking out of their shell and just doing their thing. I think it's wonderful. So, folks, if you feel like that you want to just break out of your shell or just do you, do you and fuck what everybody else says to put in the, yeah. box, the terms. <laughs> <laughs> and now I will say this before we close this out, and I'll, I'll say this before we even close this out because you brought it up. I'm going to say, hey, demons, it's me, yeah, boy. So <laughs> I remember that shit. The dude's going to ghost hunting with them and he just goes, Hey demons, it's me. Yeah boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I want to be there. Oh, I'll put that in the friggin' image when the show goes out. Oh my goodness. But yeah, no, guys, really please just follow everything that this man does, Nikola and Max, and what we do here at LFC. I think it's great just to see everybody come out of their shell, break it, and really just have a dog good old fun time talking pro wrestling, LFC, what have you. This is the community that we have. And Robert Davis, I'm going to say this. We're definitely going to do a round two. I'd love to have you back on the Shizzo and just talk some LFC and shoot the breeze like we had to today. I loved having you, man. Oh man, it's it's good to be able to finally do this. I know we talked about doing this for a while, um, you know, and I I know we can probably go on forever. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to a part two. We can talk some LFC. Um, you know, my girl uh, Gemma Juliana. That that's 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 my LFC girl right there. All right, hold on, what's for you? Just gonna bring this up, okay? You, you okay. know, I'm gonna bring this up. I know you. I know you are. So. <laughs> those that are not aware and she's gonna be back coming soon by the way i believe she's gonna be back in the near future so i know robert's gonna be a happy boy over here so Gemma Gemma juliana is an independent talent out of new jersey and she's done some great work if you've not seen Gemma's work she's amazing uh, she awesome. has 
Yes. She had two uh, bouts here in LFC against Sybil Star at LFC 29, but the one that really put her out there was the one with Vita Von Starr, who's another yes. character yes. from Ring of Honor. and just which The is, Righteous. The Righteous one, yes. Uh, Vincent. and oh. glad, glad to see him back. Oh, me too, yeah. What was, what was the other gentleman? Vincent and who's the uh, other? Uh, Dutch. Dutch, thank you. Yeah, Vincent and Dutch, The Righteous. Check out The Awakening. Check out The Righteous. Everything Vita Von Starr does. But yes, for those who have not checked out Gemma Juliana and Vita Von Starr from LFC 31 Booty Camp 2, which was tough because, as you know, it was during COVID. So mm-hmm. the FSW Arena, all that was there was the crew. There was no people. They still they put on a banger. I know you've seen yeah. it. You're yes. Very, yes. You're very that's, much a fan of that one. That's what won me over. That was that was great. <laughs> That's the beauty of it, man, making fans and just creating moments and just having fun. I love it. So, Robert Davis, before we close this out, you are on Instagram, you're on Twitter, you're on the tickety old talk there. Where can we follow you and promote your links, man? Yeah, hey, I'm everywhere you could possibly think of. Um, If you do uh, Linktree forward slash uh, backslash, I forget which slash it is. Um, We'll we'll put the link down here in the comments, but uh, uh, Linktree forward slash, hey, it's Rob. Um, You'll find me on instagram facebook twitter uh twitch um tiktok <laughs> youtube some other stuff uh come say hi beautifully said the link will be in the description now okay mr hey i'm rob is that like jimmy neutron with the three-eyed monkey hi i'm paul is that what that kind of like is it that sort of kind of that's that's exactly where it came from <laughs> it also reminds me of okay i'm, I'm a nerd i know Nick Jr. Hey, it's Franklin. Remember the talking turtle? Remember Franklin? Yes, <laughs> I do. Go the new Jack Jr. route. Oh my goodness. Or hey, hey, it's Conrad. What Conrad Thompson's doing for wrestling podcast. But no, check out Hey, I'm Rob and check out Consuming Fire and what Robert Davis does. Oh, do you also want to promote Max Wrestling because you do have the TSK Chronicles? I mean, <laughs> since we're here, um, we do uh, we do a show called kicking it with the tsk uh me and some of my other tsk brothers uh we were on a bit of a break so uh we'll actually be resuming uh progress here very shortly we've got a couple of uh big things we want to talk about we've got forbidden door coming up that uh we'll be releasing a show on we've got the AEW show at wembley uh we'll be talking about uh some big things coming up in wrestling uh catch us on the max wrestling youtube uh find us there kicking it with the tsk and on that note, as I always say with the show, LFCfights.com, LFC Fights on Twitter, Instagram, Fights underscore LFC on Instagram. And just follow Landre Fighting Championship. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can check out this show in the VIP section of LFCfights.com. And you can also check out everything that we've done from Get Wet, which also featured Coolio and some, God rest his soul, and so many great guests on that show. And the Life of the Party is now on the LFCfights.com VIP section. There's LFC Exposed, which does show one of Robert's favorite bouts with Gemma Juliana and Vita Von Starr and the build up to it. And so many great stuff on the LFC Fights. Become a member, subscribe, and go on to LFCfights.com. You- don't want to miss it it's a great plethora of action plethora and variety of content and like i said before we close this out as i always say beauty strength and dominance the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are and robert davis i'm going to say do you have any final words to the lfc universe and the overall fan base here on beauty strength and dominance uh keep doing what you're doing um i know there's probably times where it doesn't seem you're making an impact or making a difference but you are uh if it's one person at a time it's one more person at a time so keep doing what you're doing beautifully and eloquently said and that my friend is too sweet throw it up we'll see you next time thank you robert